As a strong, independent mother, there is nothing that will get in the way of your child's safety. Soberlink understands the importance of peace of mind when it comes to co-parenting after a divorce. Using the highest quality technology and with features like facial recognition and real-time results, moms like you are empowered with proof that your child is safe. Navigating life post-divorce can be difficult, and having a tool like Soberlink allows for one less thing to stress about. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create this resource, Tips for Single Moms Returning to Work. To access the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash M-M-O. This week on Moms Moving On. When two parents fight to the point where they are creating an environment for their children where they're perceiving instability, that's when they really start to get anxious, get fearful. That's when they'll start to act out. That's when they'll start to try and manipulate, you know, put mom against dad or dad against dad or mom against mom, whatever the situation is. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back, everybody, to another Moms Moving On. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today because today we're going to be talking about our kids and how to protect them when the divorce gets nasty. We're talking with AJ Grossman, a master at navigating tough conversations for divorce, small business owners, conversations within relationships, and conversations within a family. AJ graduated from San Jose State University with a degree in business administration and was at the top of his Florida law school class. He immediately went on to achieve his master of law degree in dispute resolution from the Strauss Institute at Pepperdine, which is the number one ranked dispute resolution program in the country. He's here to help us solve problems, and he focuses his efforts on providing solutions that protect the interests of those who seek amicable resolutions in their lives. And now I know what you're thinking. You want to be amicable, but maybe your ex-spouse does not. How do we go about that? AJ, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, Michelle, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here today. I'm I dispute resolution is an enigma to me because ah. I always wonder. How does this actually work? How can we actually make a difference? And how do you get two people from stopping to, you know, create their own madness? Oh, you know, it's 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 such a, a huge topic and so many people have written so many wonderful things on it. And I know that uh, you've had uh, one of my favorite professors from Strauss on a few times, Bill Eddy. Yes, and that's our he, guy. He, he, he always has wonderful things to say. But in my experience, it would come down to, to really two things. And that is the power of empathy with most people. And the power of leaning into conflicts and learning about the other person's perspective before you get on your proverbial soapbox Mm -hmm. and communicate what it is you want to say. I think Mm -hmm. that if more people could do those two things, it would help tremendously. I agree. And we love Bill Eddy here on the podcast. We like to call him the J-Lo of divorce. Um, (laughs) He's, you know, for so many of our listeners, 
he's become really a touchstone in helping with the empathy, the EAR Mm -hmm. method and, Mm -hmm. um, and learning that, you know, sometimes it's not about you. It's really just about the other person and their feelings, but I digress. I want to know more about AJ Grossman. So tell it, give us like the AJ Grossman elevator pitch. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, basically what I do is I help people fight the issues, not each other. And so I view my role as a divorce lawyer, as a transformative professional. So I want my clients to come out of a divorce process in a much better position than they were going in. And when I say a much better position, I'm not talking about the the typical things like uh, finances or parenting, visitation, custody, what have you. What I'm really talking about is somebody who is ending one relationship who will nine times out of 10 be entering another one. And I want them in working with me and going through this divorce process to learn about themselves, about the other person, about maybe their prior relationships, and how they can go on and do things better, communicate better, react better, self-manage better, how to be more self-aware or more more mindful. And and I know that that sounds really strange coming from a divorce lawyer. And and it's that's refreshing, the, actually, AJ. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I I realize that I'm very different from so many of my colleagues. And my my whole purpose was to really make a positive difference in the world, one child at a time and one family at a time. And and that's the way I think I can help people in a different way and a better way than many of my colleagues. Yeah. Well, I mean, that self-awareness piece you mentioned is key, right? Like I just... Mm. I don't think there's any forward movement in a healthy way without it. And for so many people, it's just so hard. And when you lack the self-awareness for yourself, you're probably not going to realize how your behavior is impacting your children. And everybody says, you know, divorce messes up children. And I say, no, divorce is a change. It's how you behave that messes up the children. So let's get into that. Mm, In your experience- what do you think causes the most suffering for the children of the divorce process? Because I've shared my theory, so I want to hear yours. So I think it it really boils down to creating an unstable environment for the children. And that can mean a lot of things because children, especially young children, look to their parents for stability. And it can be stability in uh, love. It could be stability in their activities. It can be stability in finances. It could be stability in their daily routine. Um, but but really, when 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 two parents fight to the point where they are creating an environment for their children where they're perceiving, instability, that's when they really start to get anxious, get fearful. That's when they'll start to act out. That's when they'll start to try and manipulate, you know, put mom against dad or dad against dad or mom against mom, whatever the situation is. Yeah. Well, and I see it, you know, I I lived it in my own life as a child of divorce, very ugly divorce. And Mm -hmm. when I personally got divorced, I know that that was the last thing I wanted to put my child through, but obviously through my profession and the work that I do, I see it time and time again. And so many people will come to me and say, oh, it's all my ex, it's not me. 
I, mm. and, and here's how I responded and here's how I put him in his place. And I'm like, oh, but <laughs> it, t- it takes two to tango, you know? And yes. I think it's so hard to hear that, but you need to hear it in order to like break this pattern. Yes, yes. I, I talk with my clients often about contribution to conflict and rarely is one person 100% responsible for a conflict, whether it's a minor conflict like, you know, you didn't take uh, Susie to soccer practice on time or a major conflict like, um, I don't know, religion, healthcare, uh, or education for, for one of the children. And so I, I try and help them look inward mm-hmm. and try and understand how did you contribute to this conflict? And oftentimes, like you said, it's really difficult for people to do that. It's difficult for a lot of people to look inward. Mm -hmm. They're very focused on on the outward world, the externals, their partner, everybody else. But it's really you transform when you're able to look inward and start to become more self-aware, like we were talking about earlier. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have sent that text that I sent at 1 a.m. this morning. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I just, we, I think we're, we do ask a lot of people at such an emotional time, right? Like Mm. we want you to be on your best behavior, even though you're hurting, like you've never hurt before. And you're more fearful for your children than you've ever been, but put on a smile and take the (laughs) high road. You know, it's, it's hard work. So do you think through your work, you've seen even the nastiest of fights tamper down a bit? Is it possible? Yes. So I think that patience and time are wonderful allies. And so, like you said, somebody going through a divorce, the second most stressful life event they will ever experience, reacting emotionally first before they react or think logically or analytically, it's incredibly tough. Mm -hmm. But over time, if they if they try and mirror the behaviors that they want to see from the other person, and we're not talking about everybody, but for most people, if they try and mirror the behaviors they want to see from the, from the other person, nine times out of 10, that other person will meet them in the middle, so to speak. So yes, I have seen things calm down. When I don't see things calm down, I'm usually probably dealing with what Bill talks a lot about, some kind of a high conflict personality type. Well, it's, I'm sure you hear this all the time, but just about every client that, or potential client that ends up in my inbox will say, my ex is a narcissist Mm. and I cannot co-parent with him, uh, you know, and, and then it goes on from there. And I I don't know, do you, do you find that there's just like this influx of narcissists all of a sudden? I I don't necessarily agree with people just labeling their ex-husbands because they read something on WebMD, but that's just me. Yes, yes. So I have noticed over the last last decade, um, an increasing percentage of people referring to their partner as a narcissist. Less so borderlines. I rarely hear anything about histrionics or um, antisocial type of people, but narcissist seems to be the number one word that comes up. And, and, Oftentimes, they're very uh, attached to that label. Mm -hmm. 
So I'll listen to their language. How often are they using this word? And how often are they tying behaviors and actions and bad results to this word? And and like you mentioned, I, I don't like to label people. I, I'm not a therapist. I'm, I'm not here to diagnose. Um, but in, in, in being a student of, of Bill, uh, I've learned some very valuable techniques that I can I can teach to my clients to help them manage themselves and manage right. their own behavior uh, to, to minimize the, uh, the harm and destruction. Right. And I always, like you said, don't be attached to the label. I say, don't get stuck on whatever is wrong with this potential person, because regardless whether they're a narcissist or not, or they're histrionic, you're going to still have to co-parent with them. So That's right. what does it matter to be stuck on the label? I like that. Don't get attached to the label. Mm-hmm. So Maybe, you know, the person is a narcissist or maybe they're just high conflict and that's how they function. Regardless, we want to protect our children. How do we go about doing that? Right. So uh, another thing that I talk to my clients about is trying to focus on the things that you can control and trying as much as possible to let go of those things that you cannot. Okay. So the serenity prayer. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, I I talk to them about, um, you know, when your children are with you, what are some of the things that you can imagine doing to help minimize the the harm that they're experiencing? And I'll get various answers like, um, well, I, I can show them the the love that I naturally show them every day. Bingo. That's a great one. Or I can show them that um, i'm I'm a strong, stable parent by making sure that you know they they follow their routine. You know, I know that when they're over at Dad's house, that he feeds them McDonald's or whatever it happens to be, and he lets them stay up late. And so, what can you do? You can make sure that they have a routine in your your house. They will appreciate that stability. They'll they'll know that you're there for them. And so, so that's basically it. I mean, I, I can give a lot of examples, but it's really the the Serenity Prayer. We overcomplicate it so much, and I and I see it with moms of divorce like myself because that guilt creeps in, and you think you really have to go like over the top and bend over backwards and do all of this, you know, amazing stuff in order to protect your children when it all and I and I've said it forever that children don't remember what you do for them. They remember how you make them feel. And that safety yes. is the core feeling for all yes. of them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it, it's, it, it goes beyond, you know, we can talk about some of the stereotypical things, I guess, like you just don't talk about your divorce with the children. They, they don't need to know. They don't need to understand, you know, the, the text message that, uh, that the dad sent or the mom sent. They don't need to see a, a FaceTime video that you had with your, your soon to be ex-spouse. Um, it, it, it typically does more harm than good. And so, you know, they need to be able to see that other parent as a loving, stable parent in their lives. And all you're doing is, is destroying that perception. To all my moms moving on, I have something amazing for you. If you're ready to move on from your engagement ring, the experts at Worthy can help you turn it into cash, fast and risk-free. Worthy does all the work and their competitive auctions get you the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on with Worthy. Are you ready to move on too? Visit worthy.com slash moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com slash moms for a special bonus offer just for the Moms Moving On community. 
It's here. Oh my God, I can't believe it. My book is officially out in the world. Have you ordered it yet? It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and comes out the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. So order it now. What are you waiting for? I remember very, I don't have a lot of childhood memories. I blocked a lot out, but I remember very vividly my dad pulling up the driveway to pick up my brother and I for our Wednesday night dinner. And my mom asking me to go out and see if he has the check for her. Cause back then you gave a, oh. a paper check. It wasn't just deducted from the account. And it seemed at the time, like, you know, harmless, whatever. And, and my mom's amazing. Like she, she was not the high conflict one, but what a position, you know, to put your oh. child in. And I've heard from, uh, you know, both men and women, how the angrier parent will say, oh, you want sneakers? Ask your other parent. They took all my money. Or if your dad gave me the child support, then you could have new sneakers. And it's yes. just so damaging. And I don't get why we think this is okay. Yes, yes. I um, I have a case um, that's going on currently where, unfortunately, uh, the mom, uh, the, the child is about seven. The mom was is heavily involving the child in in the drama uh, of this particular case, and it's it's beginning to uh, impair significantly impair the relationship with his father, and it's. I wish more people understood that their children are not. 100% resilient. You know, I hear that a lot. Oh, kids are resilient. They'll bounce back from this. Well, right. if you know anything about ACE scores, you know, divorce is, is on the list. And anything that a parent can do to, to, to keep the kids out of the conflict, they're, they're, they're showing their, their child or children love by doing that. Absolutely. So here's a big one. I'm trying to take the high road. I'm being as consistent and loving as I can. I'm being flexible with my co-parent, but they just can't stop being angry and they can't stop, you know, lashing out at everything. How much will this affect my child, even if I'm doing the right thing? Mm, great question. Um, okay. So in that type, type of a situation, I would recommend to my client that they have a therapist for themselves. Okay. And a therapist for the children, because again, it kind of goes back to the serenity prayer. You can only control what you do. You're never going to be able to control that other parent. And who knows, maybe that other parent is, is addicted to the fight. They just can't let go. And the more that they cause chaos, the more that they don't do what you think they should do, the better they feel because, oh, they're really hooked in now and we're going to fight about this for the rest of our kids' lives. You have no control over that. That's going to happen regardless of what you do. So, uh, so I think getting a, a therapist for, for the, the kids and yourself is, is a good, uh, good thing to do. I think that, or a parent coordinator, or somebody who can come in and 
and maybe play referee something because mm. as a divorce attorney, you can only do so much. And the majority of divorce attorneys have not trained under Bill Eddy and do not understand dispute resolution from the empathy perspective. So, right. you, you know, it's always great to call in a lifeline. I just find that there's usually one party who's resistant to the child going to a therapist and it's always the high mm. conflict parent. Why is that? Yeah, <laughs> because because the therapist is going to help the situation, and they don't want <laughs> they don't want the situation to be helped. Right. And the good the good thing about Florida now it hasn't always been the case, but now either parent can take a child to a mental health therapist, and the other one doesn't have to agree. I know, and I remember fighting so hard in my parenting plan because I know how therapy was overlooked in my own childhood and how much it would have helped me. And it, and I tell everybody, like, if you have to fight for it, make it one of those non-negotiables because your child should have access to mental health care. Like that's a whole conversation for another day, but you know, <laughs> what a benefit to have yes. that. So what is it like from where you sit? It, first of all, do you, are you mostly working with men or women or is it a mix of both? It's a mix of both. Okay. So what is it like for you when you are being who you are and trying to dispute conflict and you've got the stereotypical shark attorney on the other side revving things up? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I am what I would call a bit of a, of a chameleon. In other words, depending upon the situation, I can, I can be a different type of lawyer. But what I always do in situations where I run into the aggressive shark on the other side is I always try and maintain my ideal approach. And that is as a, as a negotiator, as a collaborator, as somebody who's trying to help facilitate meaningful and positive communication. I, I don't, I, I won't stoop to their level. I won't uh, engage in, in similar tactics. I might actually call it out and say, you know, uh, Joe, I, I can see what it is you're doing. And we can either go down that route if that's what you'd like to prefer, or we can go this route and, and really try and help these people. Which would you like to choose? You so know, you, just call it do out. You put in a little bit of that Biff method. Oh, I use that all the time. Got to yes. lead by example, AJ. Yes, yes. Um, try, and, try and take the emotion out of it. You know, oftentimes people will say, Attorneys just love to talk. They love to hear the sound of their own voice. And I'm the opposite. I really love being a listener. Mm -hmm. I listen to language. I listen or watch body language. I, I listen for inflections, repeated words. And so um, I try and maintain uh, as, as even uh, a personality and demeanor as possible. And sometimes that actually uh, can upset my client. For example, they might say, you know, I can't believe you remain so calm. You know, that was so upsetting. Why didn't you, why didn't you yell? Why didn't you get upset? I said, that's not my job. Mm -hmm. My job is to remain objective. Love it. All right. So my last question, um, because, you know, I mentioned the shark attorney and most people will come to me and say, I need a recommendation, a real shark. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you that. What is your recommendation to anybody listening who is working with a an attorney that seems to only be heightening the conflict? So I would say, um, because first, that's, that's, 
an impactful on the children, I have to tell you. Oh, absolutely. Without it, without a doubt. So I would say uh, my first question would be, is that the type, is that the type of attorney you felt uh, was appropriate for your case? And if so, help me understand why. My second question would be, your relationship with your attorney is a two-way street. You can fire them or they can fire you most often without any reason at all. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like the way your attorney is handling your case and you know that it's impacting your family in a negative way, fire them, find somebody else because you're the one who's going to have to live your life. You're the one who's going to have to be involved with your family going forward. That attorney is going to do destruction to your family and then move on to the next family. Right. You're just a number. That's right. I hate when I see that. And it makes me so sad because, you know, we go into the divorce process completely ignorant. Like we don't know Mm. what we don't know. And so we just like find someone who's going to make all these promises and go for the jugular and get us what we deserve. And then you're sitting there three years later when the dust settles, like what the hell just happened to me? Yes. Yes. I view families going through a divorce as transitioning from one type of family to another. They're they're always going to be a family and especially if they have children. And so why would you want to drop in basically an atom bomb in the middle of your family and cause total destruction when you're going to be with this family for a really long time? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know it. I, you know, but things we learn in hindsight, right? Yes. Yes. So tell me about your business. I love the name Leapfrog Divorce. Can you tell me about the name a little bit? Like what was the thought process there? Oh, I love that question. So when I was, when I was young, five, six, seven years old, I I was fascinated with frogs. So I had a frog piggy bank. I had a frog Christmas tree ornaments, uh, frog stuffed animals. Uh, And then when I was going through my, my business program at San Jose state, uh, I, I learned about a concept called leapfrogging where basically one business does what another business is doing, but does it differently, maybe more cost effectively, uh, maybe more efficiently, what have you. And so I thought, that's what I want. I don't want, you know, the Grossman law firm, or I don't want the Orlando law firm. That just I'm seems sure so there's common. more than a handful of Grossman law firms out there. Yes, yes. And I really wanted something different, something catchy, something that, you know, this is going to sound like a pun, but something that really leaps off the screen, right? Or leaps off the page. And so what I did was I, I filled out a, a eight and a half sh- uh, by 11 sheet of paper front and back with a whole bunch of different names. I just brainstormed a whole list and I handed it to my wife and I said, go through this list and tell me which one jumps out to you first. And she said, oh, it's got to be leapfrog divorce. I think it's great. No, and and metaphorically, it's like you're leaping from one part of your life to another, which we essentially are. And you're obviously helping people do that so beautifully. Oh, thank you. What piece of advice would you give to anybody starting the divorce process who's just hell-bent on protecting their children? One piece of advice. One piece of advice. It's going to go back to the serenity prayer. Focus on what you have the power to control and let go of those things that you can't. Love it. AJ, how can everybody get in touch with you if they want to learn more, work with you, pick your brain? The best way is through my website. That's www.leapfrogdivorce.com. And we'll obviously be linked here. It was such a pleasure. 
getting to know you. And it's very refreshing to hear about your approach to divorce. And I really hope, you know, this, this makes an impact like a ripple effect and more lawyers take the AJ Grossman route Uh, for everybody listening. (laughs) For everybody listening. We're so happy you were here. If you have questions, obviously send them in and we'll see you next time on moms moving on. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On membership community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.